Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter number 4. Genesis chapter number 4, while the choir is dismissed. We're going to read just a few verses this morning. And share with... And my prayer is this. My prayer is we can apply and practice what we just sung. I told in the early service, I said, it's, it's, that song right there is a whole lot easier to sing than it is to do. Because sometimes the will of God leads us in places we don't want to go. Sometimes the shepherd leads through the valley, and I just soon stay on the mountain. But God says that we need to follow Him. No matter what, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. I'm glad the shepherd knows what's best for his sheep. Amen? Genesis chapter number 4, in verse number 1. And I want you all to pray with me. I, 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 I say this with as much honesty as I can. Satan does not want you to hear what I'm fixing to tell you. He has done everything all week long to try to keep this from being told, to keep this from being preached, to keep this from being shared. But I'm glad that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We're going to hear it whether he likes it or not. So y'all pray for me. Pray that God will open our hearts and open our ears to his truth that we'll be able to practice what he wants us to practice today. Genesis chapter 4 in verse number 1. If you have found your place, say amen. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. She again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. The Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering, but unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. In other words, he got an attitude about it. The Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. The Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? What an irreverent thing to say to the Lord. He said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. The Bible says, Be sure your sin will find you out. It's the same question earlier that we find the Lord asking his daddy, Adam, Adam, where art thou? Where art thou? Verse number 10, excuse me, verse 11. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you so much for your instruction and your presence in this place. And God, I'm grateful for all those that come out today. And Lord, they need to hear from you. They need to hear your word. They need to hear, Lord, your, your voice speaking to their heart as we hear and understand your will for our life. God, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> 
How many of you, how many of you this morning, uh, maybe growing up, you may still like it, my, my wife does for some reason, but, uh, how many of you, uh, grew up watching scary movies? Anybody grew up watching scary movies? You like to watch scary movies? Raise your hand so high so I can say, scary movies. Yeah. What, what's wrong with you people? Amen? I, my wife likes them kind of things, and I don't. I'm telling you, I'm a chicken at heart. I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm telling you, my nerves can't take that. I, I, I see the man walking to the door, and the man on the other side's got an axe or a machete or a chainsaw or something. You know what I mean? You know it's there, and the whole time you say, don't go through that door. Don't open it. He's right on the outside. Man, can't, don't go through that. And what do they always do? Say Amen. I want to preach this morning on don't go through the door. Don't go through the door. God is warning Cain. God is telling him, listen, sin lieth at the door. You know what he's basically saying? There is a wild beast on the outside of that door. There is something waiting to attack you. Uh, Peter said it well when he said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is as a roaring lion roaming about seeking whom he may devour. God is saying, Cain, be careful at the next thing you do. Be careful at the next step you take. Be careful at the next decision that you make in your life, because there is a wild beast at the door waiting to devour you. Be careful. Don't go through that door. Be careful. The last four or five weeks, if you've been here for any amount of time, if you hadn't been here the last three or four weeks, you need to get the tapes from the last three or four weeks because God has been getting very, very personal with his people here at Temple Baptist Church. He has been getting very intimate and been getting very nosy into our business because, you see, God cares about who you are. God cares about what you are. We've decided that we're going to be disciples and we want God to use us in our life. We want God to use us in a great way and we want to be in the very center of God's will. There's very many blessings that's in the center of His will. We'll have His favor. We'll have His providence. We'll have His love and His tenderness and His forgiveness. Listen, we have all those blessings being there, but there's one thing about being in the center of God's will and walking with Him. If we're going to walk with Him, we've got to do it in the light. God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we walk with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. There's one thing about being right with God and being in the will of God. You're going to have to be right with God. Are you all with me? Say amen. And Boy, the last three or four weeks, God has been plowing right down my driveway. I mean, He'll just walk right in there. He'll park in my driveway and knock on my door. Say amen right there. He's been revealing things in our life. He's been revealing strongholds. He's been revealing sins. He's been revealing habits. He's been revealing things that, the, that those sins that, that so easily beset us and keep us from being what God wants us to be. And God never reveals something to us that He doesn't intend for us to deal with. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And you know what? Today is a day of decision. Today is a very serious day. I promise you, throughout most of the service this morning, you could hear a pin drop. It, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why it is, is, is so... Well, I do know why. That's a lie. Uh, I do know why. Because the devil knows if you make the right decision, he's in trouble. And he doesn't want you to make the right decision. 
But we are sitting on a day of decision. We are sitting at the Bible calls in the Old Testament the valley of decision. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. You have a decision to make today whether to go right and do what God wants you to do or go left and go your own way and go the way you want to go and find disaster in your life. God's given you an opportunity. For three or four weeks, God has revealed this. God's revealed you how to deal with a stronghold, how to deal with that area in your life, what to do. And today, he's saying, okay, time's up. What are you going to do? That's what this message is all about today. Listen, we, we have two men, Cain and Abel, very familiar. Everybody knows Cain and Abel. They were the first two that we see, this first recorded. Uh, 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 and, and, and we see one, the Bible says his name, his name Cain means acquired one. Eve said, I have acquired or I have received a man from the Lord. Basically saying, this is, this is my pride and joy. Brother Bruce, she's saying, this is, this is the apple of my eye. How many of y'all know that first one gets all the pictures taken of them? And that second one or third one, they don't get any. But that first one, you'll save his hair. You'll save his diaper. I mean, you'll save all kind of things. I mean, they'll take 500 pictures. But boy, that second one, he don't get anything. Amen? Well, that's kind of the way it was here with Abel. The word Abel means vapor or nothing. I mean, Cain comes along and he's the prize one. He's the golden child. He's the one that gets everything he wants. But Abel comes along and he was vanity. By the time he come along, she was saying, well, here we go. It's vanity. It's empty. And here we have a situation where two men have grown up. One goes the way of a tiller of the ground. Another one is a keeper of the sheep. Abel is here and his name means nothing. So he grows up in that form. And we have Cain growing up having never been told no. And then all of a sudden they both come to God and bring an offering. They're both religious. How many of y'all know there's a lot of religious people in this world? A lot of religious people. And religion will send you to hell. I'm not religious, I'm redeemed. Amen. One came with the blood. One came the right way. One came by faith. According to Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice by faith. He had faith. Where does faith come from? Faith cometh from hearing, and hearing by the word of God. There was a time in Abel's life and Cain's life that God instructed them through their daddy, uh, Adam, and said, listen, if you're going to come before me, you cannot come without blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And he said, listen, if you're going to come to me, there must be a blood offering. Abel knew it and put faith in that word. Cain knew it and rebelled against him. He brought a offering of fruit. He brought an offering of the ground. He brought an offering of his hand. And we see number one, we see an issue that's uncovered. An issue that's uncovered. We see Abel with his offering. He is standing there before the Lord. And then we see Cain with his offering. He is standing there before the Lord. And Abel is accepted. Abel's is received. You say, well, how do they do that? I would imagine that God sent fire down just like he did in the Old Testament tabernacle. He sent fire down and consumed that sacrifice. But Cain's sacrifice sat there and nothing happened. Boy, Cain got angry. He got mad. The Bible says he was very wroth. He was very angry with God. He was very angry about the situation. And he got an attitude. How many of y'all have known people with an attitude? Hello. God says, listen, Cain. I've got an issue with you. I've got a problem with you. I'm not pleased with what you brought. Now, what is the deal? What is the reason for the correction? 
What is the reason for the correction? One is by faith, the other is by flesh. Let me explain that. Faith in the Word of God. God told them, come to me by the blood. Come to me through a blood sacrifice. Well, Abel came that way. Abel said, okay, you said it, I believe it. And really, I've heard that said, that settles it. But he said it, that settles it, now I believe it, amen. But he said, okay, I put faith in your word, and God accepted his sacrifice by faith. Well, uh, uh, Cain came a little different way. Cain said, I'm the chosen one. Cain said, I'm the golden child. Cain said, nobody's ever told me no. I'm going to do it my way. I know God said this, and I know God said that, but I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to bring what I have done, the works of my hands. I'm going to do it my way, because I feel like this is okay. You know what? God said, that ain't going to work. For the first time in Cain's life, he was told no. And it made him furious. Here I am, the acquired one. And you're telling me that one who was nothing? Where would Cain have to go to get a proper sacrifice? He'd have to go to Abel. And he was, listen, instead of humbling himself and go to somebody who was nothing, he got mad. And he said, I will not do it. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. Are we operating in faith of the Word of God, or are we operating in our feelings? What do you mean? The flesh operates in feelings. Say, prove it. I've, I, I, I've counseled with people. I've counseled with people. They've come marriage counseling. And, 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 and one has done a certain thing. I say, well, this is what the Bible says you need to do about that. Well, I know that's what the Bible says, but I feel like it's okay. Well, I feel like that this, it just feels so right. I don't care how it feels, honey. It doesn't matter how it feels. Your feelings are irrelevant. Your feelings do not matter. It's what the Word of God says. There are people that are saying that shacking up is okay if you feel like it's all right. Well, God's Word says it's fornication. It says it's adultery. Don't do it. Your feelings don't matter. Are you all with me? And here Abel put his faith in the Word of God. But listen, uh, Cain put his faith in his own feelings and he was told no. And because his feelings led him astray. I was talking to uh, uh, Dr. Craig Edwards this week uh, and he, said, he, he told me, and he's got a great church, he's doing a great, one of the best preachers I've ever heard, and, and he was talking with a gentleman that, he said, I just don't like this, and I don't like that, and he, was, he said, man, I've never heard such whining in my life. He said, the guy said this, he said, it's the best preaching, we have the best preaching in the county, we have the best singing in it, but I don't like this, and I don't like, and he said, he just kept saying what he didn't like, and, he did, and, and, he, and it was stuff that didn't amount to a hill of beans. It didn't matter one iota, one way or the other. And Brother Craig said, I tell you what, I put, he said, if you'll show me chapter and verse, Chapter and verse, I'll stand on the pulpit and I'll preach it and I'll stand behind you. I'll back you 100%. He said, well, I don't, I, I don't have any chapter and verse. I just know what I like. You know what he's saying? It's not about truth. It's about my feelings. And you know what's gotten more people in divorce court than anything else? More people in bad situations in their life? More people in, in, in listen, destroyed lives? Their feelings. I just don't, I just, I just feel. Listen, 
Cain had an issue. and God brought up that issue. Now, y'all with me? Say amen. Stay with me. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Amen. We have issues that the last three, four weeks, God has been revealing to us. And we're going to have a choice today. Are we going to operate in our feelings? Or are we going to believe that God is right in this matter and do what God wants us to do? We see the reason for correction. Then B, we see the response from Cain. <laughs> he responded like many of us do all the time. When we're confronted with an issue, we don't normally say, well, you know what, I didn't know I had that problem. Well, bless God, let's do something about that. I've never had anybody in counseling do that. I've never had anybody in counseling say, well, well you know what, I, why didn't I see that? I, my, I tell you what, what do I need to do about that? That, that don't never happen. Most of the time it's this, nah, I don't have that problem. I tell you, you're the first one that's ever told me that. I said, I'm the first one who had the guts to tell you that. Well, I tell you what, I don't, I, I don't, I, all we like to do is pass the buck. Adam, did you mess up? No, it was that woman you gave me. Eve, oh no, it was that snake that you made. Are y'all awake this morning? You know this was the same response I got in early service? You know why? Because nobody likes to say it was me. Here's what we'll say. Well, I know I'm not perfect, but well, I know that I haven't done everything right, but y'all with me? Y'all still, amen? I'm not going to get no dinner invitations this morning, amen? I'm going to have to eat with you, Kendrick. Amen, all right. Listen, I've said this. I know. I've heard this. We always want to admit somewhat to make us sound spiritual, that we have, but we always want to make sure they know that there was other person involved in this situation. And he said, Cain, you got an issue, son. This ain't going to work. And you know it ain't going to work because you already knew what I said that it takes to get to here. This is not your first rodeo, son. You've seen your daddy do it. You've seen Abel do it. You knew what the deal was. And you know that most of the time as Christians, we know. We know. The ignorant things I do and I've done, I knew it before I'd done it. You know why? Because the moment I got saved, the Holy Ghost came to my heart. And when I went to get ignorant, he said, ah! So you don't have to call and send me an email asking me permission about stuff. You don't have to do that. You don't have to come to my office and say, Preacher, is it okay? For because you already knew it wasn't. You're just coming to ask me to see if I can ease your conscience for doing it. Because the same Holy Spirit is in me. He's in you. Are y'all with me? He said, Son, you, you knew this was wrong. You knew that. What are you mad about? Can y'all see that? Can y'all see God looking? What are you angry about? What are, what are you angry about? You know, you, 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 you ate, you ate uh, bacon every day of your life, and you're wondering why you're fixing to have open-heart surgery. I mean, I mean, you smoke six packs a day every day, and you're wondering why you got lung cancer. You've been rude to everybody you've been around. You've been mean and act like a grizzly bear when you wake up and you wonder why nobody likes you. What, what are you mad about?
I can see, I can see God looking at me sometimes like, are you for real? This morning, this morning, I'm telling you, Satan's been at my house. Uh, he's got my address. I'm moving. I'm moving. I am. Uh, uh, but he's probably got a GPS and can find me. Amen? This morning, I'm supposed to be at church. I usually get at church uh, Sunday mornings about 5 after 7. I woke up, and it was 6.59. I jumped that high out of bed and said, Is that right? Lord, have mercy. It's high. And I went to get mad at Tammy. And it wasn't even it, it, getting mad at the alarm clock. I mean, I'm just getting... And then it dawned on me, Hey... What is any of that going to do? What good is any of that going to do? And you know what? When God confronts us with an issue, we want to get mad at everybody else but who the issue has to deal with. We see he gets angry. He catches attitude. Listen. Let's move along. Let's go to number two. Let's go to number two. We see the instruction that's unheeded. He said, look. And this should encourage you. You, you shouldn't... You shouldn't be upset. A lot of this stuff is, is really heart-wrenching and it, it makes you think and it gets you upset. But one thing we need to understand, God's on the other side of this thing saying, hey, it's going to be all right. As rebellious, and I mean this was a, this was a rebellion thing. Cain knew better. But even in his old rebellious, just ungodly attitude and spirit, God still said, hey, it's all right. Won't you be accepted if you do right? Aren't y'all glad for a God who will give you a second chance? Even though He knew that you knew what you were doing when you done it, He'll still come to you and say, look guys, everything will be all right if you just do right. Will thou not be accepted? I thank God for that mercy. Amen. We see the instruction that's unheeded. A, write this down. We see a decision that's encouraged. And boy, this is really the, the main point of the message today. What choice are you going to make in your life today? He says, look guys, you need, to, you need to understand, if you do right and go this way, you will be accepted. You will have my favor. You will have my blessing. You will have my touch on your life. But son, if you don't, he says, if you do wrong, then there is sin lying at the door. He says, you got to make a choice today. Which direction are you going to go? Are you going to serve God? Are you going to honor Him? Are you going to believe in what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, every one of y'all that are here today, it is not an accident that you're here today. It is a divine appointment by God Almighty, and He is asking you, are you going to go right? Are you going to do right? You've got a choice to make. We are at a crossroads. There's not no if. You cannot walk the fence. Listen, you cannot be for God and the world both. You've got to make a choice today. Are you going to deal with those sins that so easily beset you? Are you going to tear down those strongholds in your life that I have revealed to you? I have showed you the issue. He has brought up an issue and unveiled an issue in your life. What are you going to do about it? There's a decision that needs to be made today. And boy, you need to make it before you leave today. Some of y'all are, and I feel it in my bones, and it scares me to death. I feel like the shepherd... Brother Chris, I feel like the shepherd that's sitting there watching the sheep and he just hears that, 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 that cougar out in the woods scream out. And I feel like that shepherd that's watching the sheep and, and, his care, and, he, and, and all of a sudden he hears that wolf in the distance howling out, knowing that he's wanting, his, his fangs are dripping wanting to get one of those lambs. And there's people today fixing to make a tragic decision in their life that will change their life forever. 
You're going to make the wrong choice. My dad always preached. He said, sin will take you longer or take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, make you pay more than you want to pay. Oh, but preacher, we was just, we was just hugging and holding. We was just kissing. We didn't mean to, we didn't mean to go that way. Well, now they're in the delivery room with a baby that neither one of them can afford, and their life has changed forever. All we was doing was just smoking a little joint. We, we didn't... We, and now they're at the funeral home of one of their buddies because... Are y'all with me? Say amen. And I don't have to go into this and weasel in. God's already speaking to your hearts right now. There's been people that's been messing around at work. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a lady at work. Maybe there's a man at work that you've been flirting with. Maybe something's going... And, and listen, the devil's trying his best. I'm telling you this. God is telling me to tell you that sin lies at the door. There's a crouching wild beast at the door. Please don't make the wrong decision. The Bible says that God will always provide a way of escape. I used this this morning. I talked to a gentleman and said, man, I, 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 our, our, my relationship at home wasn't really what it ought to be. And, and man, I'd been tempted at work and, and was sitting at lunch. I sat at lunch with this person that the devil had been tempting me with. And when I sat down to lunch, my phone rang and it was my wife. You know what that was? That wasn't necessarily just a, a freak call. That was God providing a way of escape. Now, you know what has you know what took place right there? Am I going to answer this and be rescued? What decision am I going to make? Cain, listen, if you do right, everything will be okay. But if you don't, sin lies at the door. I told you earlier that that, that word lies means to crouch on all four. How many of y'all have watched? Uh, uh, National Geographic or one of them, 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 them wildlife channels where that, where that lion's he's, he's sitting in the grass fixing to jump on a zebra. Say amen. Now I mean his muscles are tense, his muscles are flared and he's sitting there just, just waiting. That's what God described to Cain that his emotions was fixing to do to him. He said sin's lying at the door. What decision are you going to make? We see a decision that's encouraged in B. Write this down. We see a danger that's expressed. Emotions are very powerful. <laughs> I, read a, I read an article that said women cry 17 months of their life. 17 months. Now, I don't know if you believe this or not, but emotions are very powerful. When you are angry... You do some crazy things. When you are scared, I've seen people that were scared, and I mean, they'd throw a car over this building. That adrenaline gets flowing, that thing. That, listen, emotions are very powerful. And he said that there is a beast lying at the door. There is, a, there is sin lying at the door. There is a beast that's going to tear you apart. But then he said this, but you need to get control of him. Sometimes in anger, we say things we, 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 we shouldn't say. Are y'all with me? And sometimes in the midst of that anger, you say it because you think it's going to make you feel better. And, it, and in a little bit, it does make you feel a little better. But then you say, why did I say that? It's like my, my wife likes using illustrations. And she with a, with a little teenage girl, she teaches sometimes. 
she likes taking a, a, a tube of toothpaste and, and making the, all the little girls, and they all got one, they squeeze it all out. And then she says, all right, now put it all back in. And they just had the funnest time, they had the funnest time trying to get that back in there. Do they ever get it in? She says, that toothpaste is just like the words coming out of your mouth. I don't care how many times you say, I'm sorry. It don't take the pain away. And in our anger and in our emotions that we don't get control of, that we let run wild and we decide we're not going to deal with, when God has uncovered that issue, they will destroy your life. How about, how about the, 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 just a few years ago, there in, I think it was in Alabaster, there was road rage going on. One lady with another lady, and they pulled over on the side of the road, and that one lady went back to the other car, and she shot her right in the face. One went to the grave, and one went to prison. Now let me ask you a question. Is being cut off in the road, worth, is, that, is that worth either going to the grave or going to prison? But you know what happened? There was sin lying at the door. And it was not controlled. It was not dealt with. Church, say amen. Number three. What was number one? Tell me number one back to me so I know you're listening. Number one, we see the... When God uncovers an issue in your life, whether it's pride, whether it's anger, whether it's bitterness, whether it's unbelief, whether it's fear, no matter what it is, when God uncovers that, He expects you to deal with it. He expects you to take care of that situation in your life. We see the, 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 the issue that's uncovered. Then number two, we see the... Real loud, y'all. We see the... Just like today, God's instructing you, make the right choice. Make a decision for right. Make a decision for God in your life today. But then last of all, we see this, and I hope, I hope we don't see this in the auditorium. We see the impenitence that's unacceptable. The word impenitence is unrepentance. In other words, instead of saying, Lord, you know you're right. Man, I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know why I'm acting this way. I knew better than that. I knew what you had said. I shouldn't have done that. Man, I said, let me go talk to Abel a minute and see if I can get the right. He stewed in his anger. How many of y'all know the more you pet something, the larger it'll get? And the more you, you mull it over in your mind, the better your side gets and the worse their side gets. And by the time you've really developed that thought in your mind, you are uh, Mother Teresa and they are the Antichrist. I need a witness. And then when you go back down to truth and what really happened, it wasn't the way it was at all. Cain got angry. He said, how dare him? I'm not going to. And What do we see? Because of anger and bitterness and an uncontrolled emotion in this man, we see A, we see the casualty of the innocent. Say that with me. We see the... You know what happens? God reveals an issue in one person's life they get ticked off about it and then go take it out on their spouse. For instance, 
Some people speed going down the road. And 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 sometimes when them people speed, uh, the Lord says, "Be sure your sin will find you out by about two hundred forty dollars worth." The other day, as I say, the other day it was when y'all had to camp with the kids in Memphis or whatever. We was going to that, and I, I was trying to get over there, and there was work uh, a work zone there in Moulton, and. I was speeding, and my wife said, look, you know, baby, slow down. We're, we're going to be on time. We've got plenty of time. Blah, 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 blah. That's what I heard. Blah, 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 blah. I just went around the guy and come over the hill, and there he was. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Pulled me over, and I don't know what was worse, getting a ticket or seeing the guy that I had just passed come by laughing at me. I thought, if you hurry up give me my ticket, I'm going to run you down and run you off the road. Amen. Well, here I am. I done the wrong. I was guilty. And God caught me. Amen. And God unveiled my issue. And I'm paying for what... But, but here I am. You know what happens? Tammy just looks at me. I said, don't you look at me. Don't you say one word. I tell you what, I'll kick you out of this truck. Amen. Now I wouldn't have done that. She'd have whooped me. Say Amen. But here I am, I'm the guilty party, but you know what? I'm taking it out on the... How many times does God drive down somebody's driveway, park in their garage, and get on the issue in their life, and then all they want to do is get mad at their partner? So how do you know the innocent was messed with? Because he went and killed his brother. His brother didn't have anything to do with his rebellion. His brother didn't have anything to do with what was going on, yet he took it out on the one who had favor in his life. I'm preaching this morning. You know who you'll get mad at when you're wrong and God's trying to deal with you? You'll get mad at the one that's happy in church. You'll get mad at the one that comes, well, God bless you, boy, isn't it a good day today? And you say, what's good about it? I don't know why you're so happy. Misery loves company. And you know what? We'll lash out. We'll lash out on the innocent one. We'll lash out on the one that's got favor in their life. We'll lash out on the one that's being blessed. Y'all still with me this morning? How many of y'all know I'm I'm preaching the gospel this morning? We'll lash out against our spouse. How many of y'all have gotten mad and then took it out on your kids? You kicked the dog. I'm late. I'm late. Oh, the dogs had it bad, Chris, this morning. Running out the thing. Bless God, i got to get to church and serve Jesus. And, and, and disobeying Him the whole way, being mad at everybody. Be careful when God unveils something in your life that you don't take it out on the innocent. Listen, the innocent. Then we see this. The consequence of the impenitence. What happened? What happened when, when Cain killed his brother? And this is the most interesting thing that I've seen, and it is so today. He says, Cain, he says, you're going to be a fugitive and a vagabond. You're always going to be on the run. And he said, what you got the most enjoyment out of and what you were most successful with, you will never be successful again. 
He said, that earth will never bring forth fruit in your life anymore. He said, you're going to be unfruitful. Now you say, what does that got to do with us? What does that got to do with being a vagabond? Now listen, put your seatbelt on, don't say amen or holler out. I'm just, I'm just preaching the Bible. How many people, instead of dealing with their issue, well, I'm just going to another church. And then, they're the darling child for a little bit. Because there's always a honeymoon period. But then, when that issue that they have on the inside is attracted or unveiled with a different situation, well, bless God, I'm going, there ain't nobody right at this church, I'm going to go over to this church over here, bless God. Because them other two churches, they're ignorant, they don't have no, I tell you, I can't, and you know what? It's not the same situation, but it's the same issue. It's just uncovered by a different deal. For instance, Say a person don't get his way at this one. And they can act spiritual. Boy, people can act spiritual, y'all. And they can sure talk the talk. And they can sure make you look like, man, they are Johnny be good. But just as soon as they don't get their way about something, well, I tell you what, they don't even know God over here. I don't even want, man, I, I wouldn't listen to nothing. They say, and then come over here till they don't get their way about something else. And then in every situation, they're leaving a bloody mess. They're leaving hurt feelings. They're leaving hurt families. And instead of dealing with their selfish attitude, the issue they really have, their, 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 their unwillingness to let somebody else be up front to, instead of letting God do what He wants to do and you not lock Him in a box, instead of dealing with that problem, well I'll just go to another church. You know what they're being? A vagabond. Let me, let me read to you the definition, and I, I'll prove what I'm talking about. The word vagabond means this, to wander. Moving from place to place without a fixed home. You know the only way that I can live with Tammy? And she can live with me? It's for me when time to time, me say, baby, I'm sorry. And her to say, baby, I'm sorry. And I'm usually saying it much more than she is. Because I'm usually wrong most of the time. But you know what? Be willing to do that. We can hang out together. But when you've got to say, bless God, it's my way or the highway, I tell you what, you're going to do what I tell you to do, and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm going to be? A vagabond. I'm going to go from place to place. With no home. You know why? The problem is not because she's not easy to live with. The problem is I don't want to deal with the issue that I have. I don't want to deal with my selfishness. I don't want to deal with my pride. I don't want to deal... Are y'all still with me again? So we have one going from here to there. There and, and everywhere they leave, they leave the innocent bloody. Are y'all with me? Preacher, what do we need to know? You need to know this. Going to another church ain't going to fix your problem. Going to the one who can will fix your problem. Getting another spouse is not going to fix your problem. Hello? 
If you have a lust problem and you can't control your lust, getting another wife that you think is more prettier than your last one, that ain't going to do it because there's a whole lot of other ones out there that you're going to think is more prettier. It's always the other one. The Bible talks about the attraction of the strange woman in the book of Proverbs. And it ain't that that one's any more prettier than the one you got. It's one that you can't have. And everybody wants what they can't. And the problem is not your crazy wife that you think is crazy. The problem is your lust problem. Hello? And God is saying, deal with your issue. Don't become a vagabond. Don't go from one relationship to the other. Don't go from one church to the other. Don't go from one friendship to the other. Just say, be willing to say, God, I've got an issue. Help me with my issue. There's two things going to happen today, and I'm done. I'm done. Two things are going to happen today. Some of you are going to go this way. Some of you are going to go that way. Some of you are going to say, Lord, you're right. And you're going to humble yourself and swallow your pride. And you're going to have the greatest blessing in your life. And some of you are going to get mad. You're going to be very wroth, and your countenance is going to fall. You're going to get an attitude. Bless God, my wife's been talking to you. Ain't nobody talked to me but Jesus. Your friend, your relatives, nobody has said nothing but the Holy Ghost. Now God is saying this. He's saying right now, right now, He's saying just like when He said to Cain, look, if you do right, won't everything be okay? But if you don't, sin lies at the door. And the last thing I want to tell you, don't open that door. Please don't open that door. Say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Church, say amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love and your word today. Lord, I know this is not no shout-or-outer or hallelujah message, but it's what we need to hear. God, I don't need to change 